0: Is an Odyssey original.
1: This is Coronavirus Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. And I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Doctors and scientists have been saying COVID will eventually become endemic, meaning the virus is still around, still circulating, but manageable, nowhere near as rampant and deadly as it is now. But one biosecurity expert in Australia says COVID will never get to that point. It'll remain an epidemic. She says it's because there are large rapid rises in case numbers.
0: So what is the future of COVID? Dr. Jessica Justman is an associate professor of medicine and epidemiology at Columbia Mailman School of Public Health and a senior technical director at ICAP. So this expert in Australia seems to be saying that it's wishful thinking if we're expecting COVID to become less deadly.
2: I see her point. I think that um, COVID has shown us that the business of looking in a crystal ball and predicting what's coming um, has been very difficult. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of fatigue right now with, with COVID and people really wishing that it will recede, it will become endemic, um, which means it will become predictable and fairly low level the way we all get colds, you know, and there's low levels of, of flu in most typical winter seasons but we really don't know. And I think we have to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And I'm not the first one to say that, but I think that that is a really wise position um, to take. Um, I do have some additional thoughts. I, I will say that I think if we can get to a position where we have easier access to rapid tests And if we can have um, easier access to effective treatment that's easy to take, such as pills for a few days or even a nasal inhaler, and if those were safe and effective. I think that that would really um, help us get to a better place more rapidly.
1: Is that one of the big problems right now? Because we keep saying, you know, oh, pills. And we hear about the pills that are here. And well, are they? Because places are still having a lot of trouble getting their hands on them. The numbers aren't there. So if we were awash in the treatment pills, would this really be a whole different story?
2: Well, I want to believe that it would be. I as an infectious disease specialist, I'm all too familiar with antimicrobial resistance, whether it's bacterial resistance or viral resistance. So we have to, you know, be mindful that if we are able to manufacture large quantities of these pills and make them widely distributed and easy to get, we do have to be concerned that the virus could mutate and become resistant to these medications. It's always a, you know, you might want to call it that whack-a-mole game that we're always playing and can we stay one step ahead. But I, I don't think that's a reason to not try, I would still definitely try to get, you know, larger numbers of these medications out there and to make them, you know, much more accessible, especially to people who Are at the highest risk of having a more severe course of COVID, a rougher ride because they are older or they have medical conditions. Those are the people who really need access to the rapid testing and to the pills.
0: I'm curious about uh, something. In the very beginning, stages of the pandemic. Uh, I remember, and we talked about this lots on the show here, Uh, you know, experts were saying, well, the problem isn't that it's such a weird virus. It's the coronavirus family. We're familiar with it. It's that people don't have immunity to it. But once we have a, a fair number of people who do, things will settle down. And then as the months have gone on, Experts now are saying things like, and you kind of said it before, that you know there are things that we thought we understood about this virus that maybe we don't understand. So my question is, is this coronavirus behaving much differently than other members of its family?
2: It certainly um, does cause severe disease in ways that other members of the coronavirus family really had not. I mean not to the same kind of wide um, distribution. The, the two members of the family that we do have experience with from before um, was the first SARS from 2002. And then um, from about 2008, the second one was called um, MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Both of those involved just a much, much smaller number of people. So with this combination of causing Sort of more severe disease in a larger number of people. That is what's new. Um, you're right. Everything keeps changing. Um, that's you know keeps us all on our toes. I think that um, the ability of the virus to infect has um, improved. We have all heard how Omicron is more transmissible, and when that's the case, you have to raise the bar in terms of How many people already have, you know, seen it, whether through natural infection or through vaccination. um, The the large, the more transmissible it is, the higher the bar gets.
1: Dr. Jessica Justman at the Columbia Mailman School of Public Health and Senior Technical Director at ICAP.
0: We end today's Coronavirus Daily with a story about masks and the Mandalorian. Yes, you heard that right, the Mandalorian, or in this case, the Maskalorian. There is an improv performer who has been dressing up as the starring character of the Star Wars series, complete with the iconic metallic helmet and handing out masks in big cities all across the world since the summer of 2020. The Maskalorian has been spotted giving away free face masks in New York City and in Vienna, Austria, among other places. And he's even been videoed walking up the aisles of airplanes handing out masks
1: and he's authentic he's got the helmet surgical mask across the front of it though he's got baby yoda with him also safely masked up and then he's got the shoulder armor the gauntlet style gloves it's a former new yorker who moved to europe a few years ago started dressing up as the mandalorian filming himself giving out the masks as a kind of social experiment has kept it up ever since because this is the way and most importantly so far no cease and desist letters from disney This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.